You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now, this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, I know we had a lot to talk about today already, and that was before Thursday happened, and we got a ton more out of the last day of Chargers minicamp, so... On today's show, people like Chris Harris Jr., Austin Eckler, and of course, Corey Lindsay are going to get bumped because we got to hear from Drew Brees, we got to hear from Joey Bosa about the new defense, him being healthy, we're going to talk about what Justin Herbert had to say in a looser press conference for him, which is saying a lot, because he was pretty much a robot his first season, and we'll talk about Brandon Staley and how he feels about Justin Herbert right now, how he wants him to get better and his expectations for him going into the season, as well as just how much of the defense the Chargers were able to get in at this point in minicamp and really just a few months and actually only a couple of weeks of being on the field. So, so much good stuff to get into from minicamp. If you guys don't already, you need a show to stay up with the NFL. The Peacock and Williamson show is where it's at. I mean, it's what I use to make sure I know what's going on throughout the league. Nice bite-sized format from two guys who really know football. So, you can find that wherever you get your podcast from, as well as the Locked on Chargers podcast to make sure you guys never miss a show. But let's go ahead and get into it because there's a lot to talk about today. I want to start with Drew Brees, David, because that was a surprising thing that we got out of Chargers minicamp is not even just Drew Brees, but Al Michaels was there as well. I mean, famous broadcaster, obviously, but one of the best voices in the business, man. Totally. And Brandon State said, you know, monumental figure in the media. But Drew Brees, obviously, it makes a lot of sense because you have Joe Lombardi, who's the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers. And you have a young quarterback that could definitely soak up a lot of that knowledge in Justin Herbert. And Brees himself was actually interviewed by a scrum of reporters at one point. And he was asked about Justin Herbert. And what he said was, I've actually been really impressed with him. There's no doubt his physical tools are as good as anybody I've ever seen. By all accounts, he's a great worker. He's got great leadership qualities. He's got a lot of intangibles. So I think this guy is the limit for him. And so, first of all, I mean, to be around the NFL as long as Drew Brees was, David, and to come away with Justin Herbert is the most physically talented quarterback I've ever seen is pretty crazy. That is insane. I mean, just looking at that, I mean, that's incredibly high praise. And that was one of the things I put on our Twitter account was that I mean, you don't hear guys like Drew Brees say things like that. I mean, especially about a second-year quarterback. I mean, yeah, we all know Justin Herbert's big, tall, strong, got the big arm. But to hear that said from a quarterback who's legendary, who is going to have a gold jacket in a few years, I think that just kind of heightens that praise a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And especially because Drew Brees doesn't just, you know, say things to say things. Like, obviously, he's not going to tear down. A young quarterback like Justin Herbert, you know, who's working with a guy he worked with for 12 years or something like that with Joe Lombardi. But still, to hear a former Chargers quarterback, you know, I think someone that most Charger fans have rooted for. It wasn't his fault that he wasn't a Charger anymore, right? So to hear that, you know, older guy talking about the Chargers new guy was something pretty special. I definitely really enjoyed it. And basically the one thing you said about Joe Lombardi and Justin Herbert is when you have somebody like that, David, 
that's what you build the offense around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I thought an analogy that Drew Brees used w- was really good. He, he said that, you know, you suggested that Lombardi will focus on what Herbert does really well about this offense, and he likened it to the greatest restaurant menu that you've ever seen. I thought that that was really interesting because we know that they're going to use a lot of different personnel groupings. It's going to be more on him, but it allows him to kind of check in and out of more plays. He said there's going to be like a set number of plays just based on what defense they're going up against. So that analogy, I think, is very fitting. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of good entrees on the menu with the Chargers and their skilled players, right? I mean, so many different people, right? I mean, you have to think there's a whole part of the playbook that's centered around getting Austin Eckler the ball. And I know Zach brought it up to us on Twitter, a super fan, Zach, about how maybe we're not talking about him enough. But having some ways to get him the ball, having ways to get Keenan Allen the ball, scheming ways for Mike Williams to get into some situations maybe where it's not just a 50-50 jump ball down the field. So I think having the new offensive line and then having these skill position players where now maybe the deep part of the field is a little bit more open because Justin Herbert has a little bit more time now. The menu is getting bigger and bigger and what they have at their disposable at their disposal is definitely enough to have that high powered offense that Jared Cook talked about the last time we got together. But it was another familiar face that we got to see at Chargers training camp that was exciting. That was Joey Bosa. The only player that didn't show up to any of the voluntary OTAs, and obviously it's a new defense for him, so not that you're concerned at all, but you'd understand wanting to get him out there to kind of learn these things, because even as he said, you know, he didn't do very much besides play a 4-3 at Ohio State most of the time with the Chargers, but the first thing that he talked about most importantly was his health, and last year he had a couple of scary concussions. He said that he had 15 injuries, which might not even be, you know, hyperbole, like he literally might have had... 15 different injuries. I thought it was tongue-in-cheek, but after uh, talking about it with you before the show, I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a week where he showed up with legitimately like five injuries. It was like ankle, shin, knee, neck. Like it was just a ridiculous amount of things. Triceps. I mean, he talked about some of those things, but especially with the concussions, having him come out at his press conference and say, hey, I'm good, fully healthy. I have no lingering effects especially with things like head trauma. I mean, that was just number one. Probably the thing that got me most excited about him at this press conference. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, all of those other little things. I mean, football is a violent game, and we we know that you're going to deal with bumps and bruises and and issues from week to week. But the head trauma, that is the most concerning. I mean, you you can't. I mean, with CTE and all that stuff, you don't even know how that affects you until after someone passes away. So, I mean, to hear that he doesn't have any lingering effects, no no mind fog, none of that depression that he dealt with, and he's in good spirits and he's feeling happy and healthy and strong. I think that's definitely very encouraging going into this season. Absolutely. I mean, especially like you said, the way that we heard him talk about the places that those concussions took him to, you know, staying in his room, just watching TV for like days on end and just not even wanting to get out of bed. That is all, you know, stuff you don't want to hear from him. But he did seem very upbeat at this. He talked about how this year was different. He said there was just a positivity and energy and just that feeling that these guys are excited to be here, excited to be at minicamp. I don't know. You don't get that vibe all the time. So I thought, That was refreshing to hear because everyone's been talking about kind of the culture change. But the other part of this is he is switching to a 3-4 outside linebacker position. He's still an edge player if you ask Brandon Staley. But he said he isn't really having any tough time doing that. He did it. He did it year one under John Pagano when he was the defensive coordinator. And he's done it, you know, throughout the years at several points. But he did say, David, that 
this is kind of a new invigorating challenge for him. He didn't have to really try to learn a lot in a 4-3 defense where he just lined up at the end and said, you know, go get the football, basically. Now he has a new challenge, and he's trying to take in all of what this defense is going to bring for him. Yeah, I mean, he, he even mentioned and admitted that it was a tough couple of days for him and that, you know, he's not really worried that he's not going to be able to get it. But he did say that this is this is a challenge. He said this putting more on my plate and it's going to push me mentally, but that's going to be good for me. And I mean, he did say that the last defense was kind of easy. It's just like it didn't really uh, he didn't really have to think much. He was just doing the same thing. And this defense is a lot more multiple. There's a lot more misdirection and, and, and disguises and stuff like that. So it's a lot more for him to have to learn. But I, I think that excites him. And any anytime you get, get something that excites one of the best players on your team, I think that's only going to turn into good results. Yeah, and trying to exploit things that the offense is doing, right? And that's kind of one of those key words that we've heard along the way. Another thing he touched on quickly before we get into the next segment is just his excitement, his parents' excitement, too, about the Chargers having their joint practice with the 49ers, getting to play with his brother, getting to be on the same field at the same time, I'm sure is going to be special. Also talked about, you know, being excited to go up against Trent Williams, who is one of, if not the best left tackle in the game, and it's nice that he gets excited, you know, gets up for those kind of challenges because he knows it's only going to make him better in the long haul. But we have just barely scratched the surface on all of the things that came out from the Chargers on Thursday. So in the next segment, we're going to get into Justin Herbert and what it meant for him to have Drew Brees on the field and what Brandon Staley has been doing to challenge him on the practice field right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. You just go through your daily life, you make a purchase, you have a chance to win some free money. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. David uses Credit Karma. I use Credit Karma. I'm definitely excited about this new thing that they're rolling out. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MBB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, David. Well, we touched on Joey Bosa and his thoughts so far during minicamp before the Chargers go on their month-long break because that's the other thing we haven't talked about is we're not going to really see much from the Chargers until July 27th when these players report to camp. But we also got to hear from... Yeah, we are, I know that's going to be a, a tough, tough time, but we'll, we will be here to bring you guys content. Even then, even when there's nothing really out there, we'll find something. So besides that, though, I do want to talk about Justin Herbert because he did have things to say about Drew Brees, just as Drew Brees had things to say about Justin Herbert. But just first of all, David, I mean, it seemed like even though there were some robotic-ish answers, there was a different Justin Herbert at the podium on Thursday. 
Yeah, a little bit lighter, a, a little bit more forthcoming, I'd say. I mean, we didn't get the, you know, that's a good question or that's a great question as much as, as, as much, last yeah. year, right? <laughs> I mean, I think he was a little bit more candid, a little bit more personable. And, you know, I, I that was something I thought was going to happen. I mean, I think just after being in the league, after kind of going through the motions and, and kind of just understanding what it's going to be like to be a pro, I think that's going to continue to progress year over year as he just gets more comfortable in the league. Um, but I liked it. I, I was a, a, definitely a better version of Justin for me. Yeah, definitely longer answers. I mean, more thoughtful answers. And you wonder how much of that is with his comfortability with this new coaching staff, too. Obviously, going into year two, after you've already kind of proven some things, right, and he's not up there answering tough questions about why he's running a quarterback sneak while the offensive line is dropping <laughs> into pass protection, that's obviously going to loosen things up uh, a little bit. On good one own. there, Anthony yeah. Lynn. Yeah, not kind of a total train wreck at some points, and that's not fun to talk about in general. But him talking about Drew Brees was pretty cool, and just him saying, you know, having him sit through our meetings and be able to talk about the offense, and especially an offense he knows so much about, is always great. I will be continuously checking in on him to see if there's anything I can learn from him. So obviously, there's a lot, I'm sure, that he could learn from him. But he did say that the biggest advice that he got, though, David, was seeing defenses he said that's one of the biggest things going through these practices being willing to make mistakes being willing to go out there and be uncomfortable because that's how you get better right and I think that's good it's like go pedal to the metal be aggressive if they have to rein you back in teach you some things that's fine but as far as just pointing out the Mike linebacker doing all of those things in the process of learning this new offense you have to push yourself out there and that's what Drew Brees said is like don't be afraid to make mistakes because you're only going to get better from that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they teach you in the Army is to be comfortable being uncomfortable because change is something that you're going to have to deal with on a daily basis. That's just something that happens, and and that happens in life too and in football. So, I mean, seeing defenses, I think that just goes back to, you know, having those checks for particular defenses that they're going to go into. The more defenses that Justin Herbert can identify and kind of see out there, the more options he has at his disposal to get the team into the right plays. So I think that's really important. And also, I mean, if you can't make mistakes, then you can't learn. And I think Justin Herbert has already showed last year that when he does make mistakes, that he learns from those mistakes and he makes better decisions later. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he can do all those things while still, you know, kind of subtly reading in between the lines here, admitting that he didn't always know how to read these defenses, right? I mean, I think that was kind of an underlying theme is just that he didn't always know how to break those things down. He made a lot of spectacular plays, but that doesn't always mean he was seeing all of the right things out there, right? Especially when you're going up at practice against a cover three defense that doesn't really change, right? It's a lot different when you go out there against Bill Belichick, go out there against the Miami Dolphins defense that is going to move things around and disguise things. And, and now go up against Brandon Staley, who's going to do the same thing. And that's exactly what I was just going to say is that's one of the things that excited us about the hiring of Brandon Staley was this is a guy that even though he's a defensive guy is going to be able to push Justin Herbert and show him these things during practice. And he was asked about how Brandon Staley has been making it harder for him already. And what he said is, yeah, he's done a great job of that. All the defensive looks that they've got, they hold their disguise so well. They're always showing shell, which basically means you don't know what's coming, you know, from where the defense is lining up at the beginning, right? So that's hard. And that's something teams did against him last year. But he also said it puts the offense in a tough position because everything looks the same. You're not really able to pick up where the pressure is coming from, where to slide, who to point, but just seeing that 
it doesn't get much more complicated than that. So I really appreciated that. And what I take away from that, David, is like at this point, if it's this hard for him, if they're making it this hard for him, it's going to be hard for other teams to surprise him on Sundays. Well, I, honestly, it kind of takes me back to Asante Samuel Jr. And a comment that he made is that in, in practices, I mean, even back in high school, the practices and stuff was a lot more difficult than the game. So I think for Justin Herbert here in, you know, offseason workouts and programs here, if if it's more difficult for him here in practice, when it comes to the games, it should be, you know, a piece of cake. It should be a cakewalk. He should be feel a lot more comfortable to go out there, identify a defense and be able to attack it and exploit it effectively. Yeah, and I forget who was, I think it was Keenan Allen talking about on the Rich Eisen show, just talking about how Patrick Mahomes said that he didn't even really start reading defense as well until like his third season, right? So we've heard about the offense kind of slowing down and the game slowing down for Justin Herbert. And we've also heard, you know, people say that Justin Herbert has already kind of picked up some of the things that they were using to try to trick him, right? And I think that's all very, very encouraging. And I'm glad that they are pushing him the way that they are. And we'll talk about Brandon Staley and his kind of thoughts on that in the next segment. But one more thing I want to touch on here was just the areas he thought he needed to improve on. And of course, he said a ton. Defensive recognition is huge. Being able to see the safety rotation, where the pressure is coming from, and continue to get out of a bad play into a good play. Having a complete understanding of the offense, I think that all ties in together. And that's the crazy thing, David, is the offense was put together so quick. That so even though you know he's focused right now on reading defenses and those things, that doesn't come unless you know what the offensive players are supposed to do. So it seems like at this point, he is worried about defensive recognition because he's gotten so much of this offensive playbook down. And he said that in the first couple of days, you know, it was really tough on him to get all of this stuff, but it let him go through, let him make mistakes. And now he feels like he has a pretty good handle on it. And what allowed him to do that was, I think, Brandon Staley splitting the field into two and, and really having two different sections. And that allowed them to run those 60 to 75 plays to install the offense and install the defense. I, I think that was a brilliant move by him because now, I mean, he says that most of the offense is already in and now they're really only, you know, fine tuning it for situations. And, you know, another thing I want to bring up is, you know, they talked about the mental aspect of things. He said, I got a good feel for it. But I mean, in the off season, I'm going to set a set aside a few hours every single day so that when I get to training camp, I have everything down to a T. Yeah. When you say it was really brilliant by him, you mean Brandon Staley and the coaching staff, you know, for having those split fields to get in all of those reps. But he also did touch on vaccinations. He was asked since he was a biology major, if players had kind of come up to him, he said no. He did say he was vaccinated, which, of course, you know, you don't want your quarterback showing up on the COVID list like that can just totally derail your team. Right. And he also said he felt it was best for everyone, but it's also up to everyone to kind of make their own decision. But I think that's nice to hear that he is vaccinated. So, you know, he won't have to come into any of those maybe harder things that players who aren't vaccinated have to go through as far as having to be separated from certain people, having coaches be close to them and all those things. So I thought that was very interesting and very encouraging for the Chargers second year quarterback. But we do have one more segment to get into because the one and only Brandon Staley, you know, king of the microphone had another press conference. I went about 30 minutes and he had a lot of interesting things to say, especially about Justin Herbert getting this defense in and all of that. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first I need to tell you guys that the only place you should ever be getting any kind of auto part is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning 
and wait while the person behind the counter orders the part when you can just go to rockauto.com, type in what type of car you have in a few easy clicks, you can get it delivered right to your house. And I know because I've already used them three or four times at this point, and I'm currently using them for new brake parts for my fiance's Toyota Camry, but Rock Auto is all about saving you time and money. Everyone gets the best price, whether you're a mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices are always reliably low. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys my favorite protein bar has to be Built Bars. I eat Built Bars all the time, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Built Bar has nine delicious flavors to choose from. Flavors like coconut, coconut almond, my favorite peanut butter brownie, my fiance's favorite mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they also have a ton of just limited time bars, so always go to BuiltBar.com to see if they have some special type of bar out because it's usually delicious. But the other nice thing is you can... Keep it fresh, right? You don't have to keep eating the same kind every day. You have so many different flavors, and you can actually buy a mixed box that gives you two of each of the flavors so you can keep it fresh, keep changing things up. And another great part of it, the most important part, is the Built Bars are good for you, too. You can have a delicious treat while not feeling guilty about it with Built Bar. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So it's going to fit in whatever diet you're currently doing. And we can even save you guys some money on it because if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David. Well, now it's time to get to maybe our favorite person on the microphone, and that is Brandon Staley, right? He just seems to always just totally have command of that the podium. The rock of the NFL, man. Yeah, it just seems like there's nothing that ever shakes him, right? Like, he was asked about vaccinations and stuff, and he knows that there are some disadvantages to not having your team vaccinated, right, and having a certain threshold of guys. The Chargers are one of the lowest vaccinated teams in the NFL, but he said that they're going to get through it. He's giving them all the information. But he also said it can't be the first time you're having a difficult conversation with these guys, and he said it's not. So he knows how to, you know, bring guys up and bring that energy, but he also knows how to talk about the difficult things because if you're just the cheery guy all the time and some real life stuff is happening you can't really keep that same energy right it has to be a different tone but getting to what he had to say about the players I mean I was impressed by what he had to say about Justin Herbert he was asked a lot of Justin Herbert specific questions and what he said about Justin Herbert managing his expectations because Drew Brees talked about that Justin Herbert talked about you know not letting any of the outside noise get in but what he said about Justin Herbert was pretty profound, I think, because what he said is the way you manage expectations is that the outside expectations will never, ever, ever, ever approach your own expectations for yourself. Ever. That's what I've tried to do with Justin Herbert is also allow him to know that we're going to push it together. Where he was last year is not where we are hoping he will be this coming year because that's not enough, and he knows that. So I thought it is really important david to know that hey yeah you might be hearing some crazy expectations on the outside but you have no idea the expectations we have for this kid and even though he has a ways to go that's kind of what we're instilling in him right now is just you don't have to listen to that stuff because we expect you to be even greater and what you did last year isn't going to cut it this year and you're going to have to be better 
Well, it's not going to cut it because, I mean, they're in a much much more difficult offense this year, too. I mean, we talked about all the checks and all the things and all the uh, defenses he's going to have to be able to identify. He even said there's going to be a lot more onus on the quarterback to make decisions and get his team in the right place. So it's not going to be enough because this offense simply demands more from him. So I think that's going to be a good thing. And also, I mean, you can't listen to the noise. I mean, anytime you get caught up on what people say, it's just going to bring you down and affect your emotions. So you got to stay clear and stay focused. And I think we know that Justin Herbert is capable of doing that. Totally. And I think that the other great point he made about that was just that you don't know how much he's learned in the last six months, right? In the last time he took a snap on a professional football field, he's had from now, from then till now to get better, to study what he did wrong, to watch how NFL players go about their business watch how things break down, and now he's a different player than he was last year. And he also said if you ask any of the players that are at Chargers camp right now, they will tell you that this is a different dude that showed up to training camp last year. And he also said he's going to be in a much better place because of how hard he's worked. He said he's willing to put in the work, and he said that he's really driven, really driven, and that's why he'll improve every time he's out there. But I thought that was just a good point, David, where it's just like, It's not just what he's doing right now. Like he's had all of this time since the last time he played to kind of mature, kind of watch how everything went down last year, how to improve. So he has learned a lot since the last time we've seen him. Yeah, which is good. I mean, he had an amazing rookie year and he broke record after record and he did some amazing things, but he had to do some amazing things because of some of the players are around him. And you could see just his athletic ability just taking over. I I think I go back to Derwin James when he was an all pro his rookie year. I mean, he even said that he didn't really even know what was going on all the time. He didn't have a full mastery of the, of the defense. It was just his athletic ability just taking over and him making incredible plays. I think this year is going to be the perfect marriage of understanding a little bit more of what is going on out there and allowing his physical tools to win out and put Putting him in positions to use those physical tools to the best of its ability. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to get to the defensive side of things with Brandon Staley because obviously, you know, he was a defensive mastermind over the last couple of years, especially last year, leading the number one defense in the NFL. But when asked to talk about, you know, players who have stood out to him, he said, it'll be unoriginal if I just said everyone. And then he <laughs> didn't really say everyone and then just specifically named pretty much every player on the defense. I mean, he talked about the secondary, linebackers, defensive line. I mean, even the guys that probably won't make the roster, he was still talking about, right? So I thought that was very interesting. But the one guy that really stood out to me, or the couple of guys that stood out to me as far as who we talked about, were Mark Webb and Asante Samuel Jr. Right now on the outside, Brandon Faison, who he talked about, you know, they've liked so far what he's been able to do, has been the number one guy on the defense when the number ones are out there. But what he said about Asante Samuel Jr. and Mark Webb is just that, yeah, they've done really good so far, but for these guys, you're not going to really know until they're out there going up against other professionals at full speed, and he said he's really looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, anybody can look good in shorts and and cleats and a helmet, right? Because they're not really going at full speed. They're not going full contact. 
I mean, a lot of those elements that make football football, they're, they're not really doing at this point in time. So, I mean, when they get them out there, and I've said many times, I think Mark Webb is going to be Brandon Staley's kind of personal pet project. I mean, he's going to be the guy who he really wants to kind of mold and, and see what he can turn him into. But, I mean, I, you can't help but agree with that. I mean, in training camp is really what they're going to see, what they have in these two guys. I mean, we have really high expectations for Asante Samuel Jr. We expect him to be a starter out there. But at the end of the day, he needs to go out there and prove it that he belongs here at the NFL level and that he belongs, that he should be the starter out there come September. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things will just be how well he picks up the defense, right? And I think if he's able to do that, he's going to give himself every shot at it. But he also talked about Joey Bosa a little bit, just saying that it's great to get Joey Bosa out on the field. When you have him on the edge, it's a different kind of movie with him in it, right? Just talking about how important it is to have him out there and also talking about specifically feeling great about his own ability to be able to scheme Joey Bosa up matchups for him to have favorable situations. And that's going to be so important. Joey Bosa talked about that as well. But as far as how much of the defense they've gotten to, Daniel Popper asked, you know, how much of the defense have you gotten to specifically just flat out like that? And he said, if I was going to put a percentage on it, I'd say 90, 90% of the defense, everything else is kind of designer things now and stuff that might not come up a lot, but that's pretty crazy, David. I mean, I think we both felt that with this defense and, you know, the complexities of it and having to get all that communication down, that a lot of that was probably going to happen in training camp. But, like, he didn't flinch when he said it, right? He said he thinks the guys have absorbed it well. Our coaches have taught it extremely well. And I think we've created the right kind of communication in order to play the way we want to play. And the guys have a foundation now, which is great because if it really is 90%, David, what that means is once training camp comes, you hit the ground running, right? Like, yeah. you're not worried about trying to get lined up in the right place. Like, you are to a certain extent, but for the most part, you're just able to get yourself better because now you know what the defense is going to be. Well, that was one of the big concerns going into this season with the new offense, new coaching staff, new defense, was that are they going to be ready? Are they going to be able to install everything that they want to install? And to hear at this point right now, they already have – pretty much 90% of offense and defense already installed and and pretty much ready to go. I mean, that is insane. But also, I think it speaks to the cleanliness of the operation that Brandon Staley has orchestrated here. I mean, that you really got to give him kind of a round of applause for that because that way when they go to training camp, like you said, they can go out there and really work at their craft and really kind of be the best that they could be. I mean, for me, that's really astonishing. I I thought that that was going to be something that they were going to struggle with, but now I have a lot more confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like I've said before, like he says it and you believe it, right? But I think the other thing that we didn't talk about here yet was just how he's still breeding that competition, right? And he said, you know, there's competition at safety. There's competition at corner. There's competition at linebacker, defensive line. And there's really nothing that we've seen so far that's led us to think any differently, right? Like you do feel like there's a competition for that starting cornerback spot, especially the depth of the defensive line. Competition there on who that rotation is going to be. And they even just brought somebody now out of the arena football league to compete. So it's like they're bringing in a bunch of guys and they're trying to figure out who's the best player that's going to fit the best. And he talked about that, right? What's the right combination of players to put out there? Who fits corner, safety, money, star the best, right? And that's all things that they're, now that they know the offense, trying to figure out, okay, now that we know it, 
what's the best combination of guys? What's the best personnel grouping we can put out there to get the most success? And I think if his time in Los Angeles taught us anything, it's that it doesn't necessarily have to be the first or second or third round pick that's going to be out there. If you're the guy that's going out there and doing things the best, you know the defense the best, you're playing the best, you're probably going to get a shot at playing time with this team, which I think is really refreshing when you're not thinking about you know somebody playing favorites or anything like that. So just like other people are taking shots at Gus Bradley, that was a little bit of a shot at Anthony Lynn, but <laughs> that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Like I said, we're not going to really get any fresh Chargers content until July 27th, and what that means is it's important now more than ever to come listen to the show because we're going to get you your fix while the Chargers aren't really doing anything. You can come in with us a few days a week and kind of just talk about some training camp battles, talk about some possible surprise cuts, and just talk about a lot of things that you guys want to talk about. This would be the best time for you guys to hit us up on Twitter with your questions. I'm sure we'll put some posts out there to get your guys' thoughts and big questions for the Chargers before we head into training camp. The voicemail line is always open. The number there is 323-524-7924. We have a couple voicemails. Need a couple more before we get into the next voicemail show, so make sure you guys hit us up there. If you guys want to reach out to either of us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David on Twitter at DroTalkSD. And we also post every show from both of those accounts, as well as our team Twitter account at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Facebook page at LockedOnChargers as well. And there's going to be some more Facebook podcasting stuff coming out soon, so we'll probably make a push on there as well. But that is going to do it for today's show. We appreciate you guys checking out the show with us. If you guys want to follow the show, you can do that wherever you get your podcast from. Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Odyssey app. If you guys have any problems with Apple Podcasts specifically, go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter. You can go to our link tree and find a different place to find it because I know one of my favorite podcasts I went to listen to the other day and it wasn't on there. So if you think we have a show out and you can't find it on Apple Podcasts, you'll probably be able to find it somewhere else. But We'll be back with you guys, as always, on Monday with a fresh slate of things to talk about. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.